0: Hello, my name is Camille Prashmukula. My pronouns are she, her, hers, and sha. I am a third year biomedical engineering major with a concentration in mechanical design.
1: Hi, my name is Isabella Matthews or Bella. My pronouns are she, they, and I'm a third year history and ethnic studies major with a minor in political science. Hi, I'm Chelsea
2: Grimm. I go by Chelsea. My pronouns are she, her, hers. I'm a third-year architecture major.
3: So my name is Louise. Uh, My pronouns are she, her, hers. And I actually graduated from Cal Poly just this last June with my bachelor's in software engineering. And now I'm currently working as a solutions developer at ServiceNow.
1: Nice. So we're going to do like an icebreaker question. If every time you walk through a door, one song played, what song would that be and why? Like, you know when in movies where they kick down the door and then a song is playing? What would that song be? That's oh, awesome. She gave me a I heads
3: up. That, like, <laughs> you probably had to ask like, the hardest question of this entire podcast.
1: <laughs> Mine would be like, X gonna give it to you. X gonna give it to you. I think that song is really fun and it's really intense and I think it'd be funny if every time I walk through the door that song played.
3: It's a hard decision between the Mike Drop Steve Aoki remix for BTS or a uh, Blue Hour by TXT.
0: Yeah.
3: Um, <laughs> just because it's like they're both really fun songs and like you know with uh, I don't know with Mic drop you kind of just may feel like a bad bitch and stuff when you walk in uh, walk in the door then I mean, when you know when you're otherwise if you're listening to blue hour then you feel like you're you know you're just trying to be there for a fun time.
0: <laughs> Serotonin. I felt
1: that. All oh, I listen to are sad songs. <laughs> <laughs> um, well you can have a sad song as your door buster. <laughs> <laughs> I walk in and it's just like
2: Depressing. <laughs> um, I've been listening to Clay Pigeons a lot recently, but specifically the one by Michael Sarah, the one that he
0: sings. <laughs> it's a weird one, but that's it I like it a lot. Um, I don't know. See, I listen to too much K-pop, but I also listen to a lot of sad songs. So, like, if I were like in a sad movie, like walking through, um, the door and then someone like looks at me in this like love at first sight type thing, I play like she'll she will be loved, Maroon 5. Um but then if I were like I don't know like uh like a bad bitch like you just walk into the door or like but kicking the door down I'd probably play I really like what you said after Louise about <laughs> Mike Job Steve remix. I think that's <laughs> one I go to or if it were if I were in, like, a hat, like, a really cool rimmed hat, I'd do well. <laughs> Michael Jackson,
1: bad. Mm, I yeah. That. Now I'm, like, thinking of all the possibilities. If I was to wear, like, a brand-new outfit, it'd be, like, the Sailor Moon theme song.
3: Stop! <laughs>
0: <laughs> I could just hear that play. I could actually low-key kind of visualize it. That's kind of cool, I'm not going to lie. Yeah.
3: <laughs> like the transforming the tra- transform like background music that they and yeah. when all of them are like transforming to their um to their outfits.
1: Okay. Anyway. <laughs> thank you for your
0: answers. Transitioning out of fun times. Well, it's always fun times here at Walking Talk. But um first question I have for y'all is what are some hardships you have had to face being in male dominated fields of study and what have you had to overcome? Uh, so just like any experiences that you've personally had within your fields of study or within like any work environment that you've had um, and just how you've come to like overcome these challenges and these barriers in order to be successful in your endeavors Uh, so yeah anyone can go first I think like
2: not really in my like architecture class like studio because I feel like architecture has a lot of women in it at least that was like from my experience there's been a lot of women in it so far but in like physics and um like structures very like male dominated with all like the construction management people and then the architectural engineers and everything Mm -hmm. so then like when we're put in breakout rooms to like discuss with each other like if i'm with like all girls we all just like help each other out because like we don't really know what's going on and then when I'm with like guys who the ones who are always like raising their hands to answer questions all this stuff the cameras are just off and they don't say anything which is really sucky because like I'm asking questions and you're just not gonna respond or you give like a very vague response that like obviously I don't understand so that's really frustrating yeah I could definitely
3: go on like I think it would just probably be like this whole podcast of my entire experience about this whole thing. <laughs> cause um, with the computers, like, cause I mean, like I said, I just graduated last June. And so like the comparing how the environment was when I was a st- still a student at Cal Poly to where I'm at right now. So like my, so in my team actually, it's actually majority women. So out of like eight of us, there's like maybe like, five women and three guys in my, um, on my team, which is actually pretty, pretty impressive, especially from, like, a team that's, like, all, like, developers, basically, but back when I was at Cal Poly, it was, like, the other way around, basically, so I remember when I, so another thing that about me that is, um, that came into, like, um, came into mind after, like, with addition to me being woman and I, um, in my field is that I was actually a transfer student so there was also that other like different aspect of being or trying to just be included in everything when I was um when I had just came to Cal Poly and so when I transferred in it was like definitely a huge culture shock from going from this like small it small tight-knit community that I had in my CC to now like um a class with everyone that's in my same major like in similar majors and I was basically one of five women in my classes so that was like really overwhelming to think about like oh it was really hard for me not only just to you know try to find a way to speak up whenever I needed help but also like trying to make friends was a huge like factor as well because everyone's just like oh we're in our like in our groups right now and just like you know gonna do our things together but you know it's like when you're the older person transfer you it's like uh well I'm just gonna go and kind of suffer here and so like my first year was definitely hard because it was like I didn't take the um the resources I had to my advantage. So if like after my first year I like went on the risk of disqualification at Cal Poly and that literally took like a whole a huge toll on me just because like I like I felt like my goal of trying to be, be a like be an inspiration to women in STEM was just gonna like go down the drain because I like failed all my I literally failed all my classes my lot la- my first year at Cal Poly like almost all of them but then it's all about just being a part of like different groups that really support you and be able to support like especially women in STEM so like the Society of um, Women Engineers and also WISH have been a really huge like um, been a really huge like resource to me when I started going started going to all those cl- to all the club meetings and stuff and so like even my last year, I served as vice, pre- as, as vice president, so that was a really huge thing that I overcame, That like, okay, I am a woman of color in STEM, and I also, like, was a transfer student, and, you know, I made this, like, I did this huge, like, accomplishment by being a hu- be, like, a bigger part of, a, and especially a role model to everyone when I um, served as, served as VP of my last year. Um, I'm trying to think of just other things that came up. That helped me overcome this. I mean, like, it's still just like a, it's still just like a, a state, like, I guess, like a stable, I guess, consistent thing that's just been going on with, like, you know, having to overcome being in a male dominated field because, like, not only just my classes, and I've also been in a lot of groups that, like, were male dominated. So, of course, there you always get those, like, those group of people that are like, oh, okay, I'm just gonna do, like, this huge part and this huge feature and all that stuff, like, for, group project and usually I found like with me especially and some of my other like women peers in my group we always get the grunt work so it's just like well we're not really putting into like being a huge impact to this so why are we in this group anyway so it's like really the way to overcome that is just to like really speak up and be like hey I want to be a huge part in this group I want to like make a better difference on this and like um what I can besides you giving me like little to no work basically and I found that to work definitely but like you know of course it's just like you just have to keep like reminding them like it's just like a really frustrating thing to just keep reminding them like hey I'm capable of doing this and regardless if I'm just a woman and stuff like that but it's yeah it's still just like a a wave of a roller coaster basically we're trying to overcome all this <laughs>
0: Oof, yeah, I definitely relate <clears throat> to what y'all were saying, uh, especially, like, I guess, just, like, what Chelsea was saying about, like, classes, and, like, sometimes, you know, a lot of our class, a lot of my classes, personally, are, like, very male-dominated, um, I'm in BMed, so, like, statistically, overall, B-Med is, I think there's more women-identifying folks in BMed, but, um my concentration is mechanical design so then I have most uh, most of my classes for the past couple quarters have been mechanical engineering classes so y'all those are a wild ride. (laughs) um it's really hard to make friends sometimes in mechanical engineering classes just because like uh, I'm the only like female passing person and like in oh in one class I have an in-person lab this quarter and like there are only two of us um in the lab which was so wild but we we were doing the project together now but still it's still pretty wild and like yeah I really like what you said at Luis about like speaking up for yourself and stuff like that and like just really advocating for yourself in order to kind of like get the experience that you want to get out because I feel like sometimes when I'm in groups with a lot of male folks like sometimes like I'm looked over um so I found it important to speak up for myself, but it's a journey, like, it's really difficult sometimes, and some days I'm really confident, and I want to do it, and I want to be like, yeah, like, I want this work, I can do it, I'm so capable, but then other days, it's just like, I don't know, like, really second-guessing myself and my capabilities, and it's just like that wild roller coaster you're talking about, so definitely, thank y'all so much for sharing about this specific topic and how you y'all were able to kind of like overcome and just like persevere through through these hardships um but I know that we talked a lot about kind of like hardships that you faced in your respective classes or in your respective fields or in your respective experiences but what is something that drew you to your field of
1: study like what's something that you really love about your field of study that wait Oh sorry, yeah. I think we moved too fast to the next. Oh, did we really? Yeah.
0: Okay, good. Oops, it's good. sorry, <laughs> my bad. I was getting really into it. Like,
3: <laughs> I mean, this is like, this is an awesome topic. So I mean, like, you literally have so much to talk about for like everything that all revolves about being or like what it's like to be a woman in STEM anyway. So, like, um, the conversation can definitely go on for as long as yeah.
1: as long as we want to. <laughs> Chelsea, I would love to hear more from you, like about how I overcame, yeah, or any like yeah. anything you've experienced, especially like with doing architecture and zo- on Zoom and stuff, and like how that is for you.
2: Yeah, like especially with how I was saying about structures and how we're putting to breakout groups. I've never taken structures like in a physical class. Like the majority of my um, like, my um, supportive classes are, like, math and science-based, like, physics-based and everything, and I think I've only taken a few in physical class, so it's a lot more difficult when you're, like, on Zoom and everyone's just, like, their screens are all black and, like, they're muted, and it's, like, hey, like, what did you get for this? Like, they have the choice not to speak up, and they, like, it really sucks that they don't, but, like, I think how I, have like, overcome that is just... If, like, I normally have a lot of friends within that class, so then we'll all have our own separate group chat because for some reason, the guys just, like, they just don't speak up, which is just, like, weird because we could all just help each other. But, like, we've just made our own group instead of, like, having to include them all the time. And then, like, with architecture, so many of my professors, they're all, like, men which is fine like I don't have anything against that but like you don't really see many female architects like there aren't like when you think of an architect you don't think of a female person because there aren't that many that are like as prominent as the male architects which is yeah that's kind of sucks but like most of my professors have been male but there are a lot of female architecture professors that I have really enjoyed like my first year I had this professor called um her name was Joanne and she I think she taught me a lot about like abstraction and everything and then like another thing to um, add is like not many of them are people of color either I think I've only had one architecture professor that was a person of color and he was like black which is a really big thing because there aren't that many um and he was probably one of my favorite professors i've ever had and he like he talked about practicality and everything and we're um he's in charge of one of the clubs that i'm in nomos um national organization of minority architecture students and we won our competition the other or last year which was pretty sick congrats thank you yay (laughs) But, um, and that's another thing, we don't get a lot of coverage, um, a lot of people in that club are women, I think there was maybe two men in our club, and it was only like nine people, too, because no one really talks about no moss, because no one was in it, which, yeah, (laughs) but now there's like 36 of us, and still predominantly women, but, It's just amazing how, like, well, something like, well, it's not small, but, like, something like winning a competition gets you so much coverage because, like, after that, everyone wanted presentations from us and everyone just, like, wanted to be a part of something like that, which was really cool
1: to see. Yeah. I can definitely relate to, like, how, like, most of my teachers are definitely not, like, women or people of color. Um for most of my history classes, I've only had, like, white men and, like, political science, especially, they're, like, white men, and they're so boring, and they talk the same, they talk about the same things, they only care about the same things, and they're all, like, like, U.S. history or capitalism, I'm like, shut up, please. Anyway, but, like, I have to get, like, my, like, teachers that I really enjoy or teachers that, like, have different perspectives from, like, my ethnic studies classes or, like, women and gender studies classes. But, like, those are... Those classes I love, and I love the teachers, but they're very far in between because a lot of my, like, main major is history. And it's just, like, tiring to learn about the same things in the same way from the same type of people. It's it's just... I, want more perspective, and, but if history is taught the same way, it's, like, what's the point? Like, I'm not learning anything at this point, but, yeah, it's so tiring, especially when, like, political science, I hate political science classes, but all of, like, the students are, like, white men, and they're all, they all want to talk about how, like, the u.s is the best and capitalism and democracy is this like the greatest idea ever and it's just tiring to be like the one perspective that's like no i don't think that's right and then they don't want to they won't talk about it they just shut me down because like they don't perceive me as someone like the same intellectual Mm -hmm. like level and it's just Like, in political science classes, other classes I, like, advocate for myself, like, I think it's like this, or, like, I challenge the teacher whenever I want to, but in political science classes, I'm, like, since I'm, like, the minority minority, it's hard to be, like, I think, I think it's like this, but instead I'm just, like, you do your own thing, I'm going to get through this class, like, (laughs) we're on different paths, and that's fine. Yeah. Yeah. I remember my um
0: my first class that I ever took at Cal Poly was an ES class. Shout out to, to Dr. Ye. <laughs> <laughs> um but yeah, the first class I ever took was an ES class and like I was taking I think Asian American studies and I was like, Oh there's probably gonna be a lot of you know Asian American folks here or PETA folks here. Um but that wasn't the case. <laughs> which was wild because you know you probably think you're going into a class that's about you know a PETA folks and the majority would be a PETA folks. there were a PETA folks there and a lot of other folks too but it was still you know Cal Poly demographic um but I remember in those classes and like in that class specifically like there was a few individuals that were like so shook about learning about like real history and they would get all like offended <laughs> and like I definitely feel what you said Bella about like the poly classes I took one for a week <laughs> <laughs> and for a week and then I dropped it and because I was like oh my gosh is this how people think <laughs> like is I don't know sometimes sometimes individuals scare me and that instance was a time where I was like Oh, <laughs> I can't believe like I'm on top of that, I was like I think I was like, the only person of color in that class, not only just you know one of the few women in the class, but the only person of color in that class, so that was another layer of terror, but yeah, it was pretty wild, like, yeah, and I just said, you know what, maybe, maybe I should take it another quarter, um, but like what you said, a lot of the professors in that realm are of very similar mindset
1: so that's that's sort of um not concerning but it just it's just wild to think yeah when I first started political science I was like I wanted to be a political science double major so I like started a whole bunch of classes and I was like into it and then I was doing it because I was like political science like politics like you want to like change things right isn't that like like that's what we think, and then I get into the class, like the first textbook I read is like most political science people are like naturally conservative, and I'm like, "What do you mean? like how do you see the world and then be like this is this is the correct way? you know, <sighs> I just was so surprised, and then I was like, You know what? I'm gonna drop this and then but now I'm so far, and I have to finish on my minor but Ten out of ten would not recommend. <laughs> <Like, laughs> Tired of political science classes. Okay. Anything else you want to add to this question? Anyone? Last call.
3: I had a thought and I totally forgot it. Oh. <laughs> it's
1: okay. You can always bring it up <laughs> randomly in the middle yeah okay Okay, so we'll move on to the next question on the other aspect of hardships in your field what have you loved about your field of study what draw you what drew you to it and what do you really enjoy about like being a woman of color in the field of study and just like what you like to study
3: i think like I think it just goes with just the whole, I think just a general perspective of being an, an engineering student is just being excited to learn about every single aspect in engineering and also just like the social aspect in engineering too, because like when I started, so when I was still a community college student, um, I'm sorry, Camille, I'm going to be a disgrace to you. But well, I actually was going to be a biomed engineering major when I was um, going through all my classes at CC. And then I was like, okay, this seems interesting. But then also at the same time, it's like, okay, there's going to be other areas in STEM. And so, like in CC, you would just have to take like a lot of general ed classes that are just all related to STEM. So, I mean, if you switch from like BMED to maybe like mechanical engineering, and when you transfer out, that's like all the credit will still be like, good so you don't have to like retake like as many maybe like more or less classes as like you need to but um when I had to take a CS class or my first coding class that's when I actually was like oh my gosh this is actually a lot more interesting and no one actually like taught me anything or like let me know about what um all the opportunities within um CS or software engineering um and that's only just because like I was the first one in my family to go to a school here in America because both my parents went to the Philippines. Um, They didn't have like as much experience or any kind of like knowledge with like the American school system. So, of course, I was the person who had to learn everything um, and kind of be that example to like my to my sisters, which fun fact, like one of my younger sisters is actually first year at Cal Poly right now. So um, and she's also in PCE, by the way, which I know Camille knows.
0: Hey. Shout out to
3: (laughs) Almaya. Yeah. So, um so yeah, just being that example to both my sisters that like, okay, these are like the opportunities within like in any kind of field of study that you go to. Um, and only just like being an example to them, but also being an example to like everyone who wants to aspire to be in STEM. Like for me, like I after graduating and stuff like that, I actually joined the professionals trap the professional like Chapter for the Society of Hispanic Professional Engineers, like in the Silicon Valley area, and so there's a lot of like virtual, like especially with this time, there's a lot of virtual um, opportunities for some for everyone to be like involved in, from like mentorship to like showing or teaching um, kids how to code or like what's it like being a in my like in my position at a service now, Um, and what are the opportunities that you can go to in CS because it's not just like coding or anything, it's like you can go into things like product management, you can go into UI UX design, you can go into consulting, which was also something that I did, like, three months before I actually went into my developer role, and you just be able to explore what's, it, what's there around in your field of study, which is, like, the most exciting thing, but obviously the most exciting thing is just being, being able to, like, be that inspiration to other women, and also a lot of people of color as well, because, like, you know, like, it was when I got my degree, it was probably the most, like, it was the hugest milestone, which obviously that's a huge milestone for a lot of people, but to be, like, you know, someone who had to kind of learn the entire, like, school system in America by yourself and being in school for so long Um, and be able, and also especially getting a full-time position was, like, that's a I mean honestly I cried after my like virtual graduation because I was like oh my god I made it and then just popped a whole champagne and drank it myself that like that same day because I was like oh my gosh yes I'm done with school unless I make a decision to go to grad school which I don't know when that will be (laughs) but um yeah there's just definitely a lot of things to just be excited about to make you feel like you love your field of study and like that sh- and the more you love it and the more that you get excited the more you want to stay in it so yeah.
2: this is gonna sound so cliche but like what I love most about architecture especially like at Cal Poly is just like the people because like architecture majors we're just we're just like art majors but with math
3: <laughs> so like
2: <laughs> I think it's just like amazing and I feel like um compared to some other like majors that I've encountered in like GEs and stuff, we're very accepting college, especially with like professors, because um, like with what happened at the Capitol, I, in my women and gender studies class, like we talked about it. Um, when we, uh, when we got back to class, like the next day, and then everyone in my architecture classes, they also addressed it. They were like, I'm so sorry, we didn't address this on that day. Like here is like, we're talking about it now. And then people in my women and gender studies classes, they were like, yeah, my professor didn't say anything. And I'm like, well, your professor said nothing? Like, what? You? they just went on like it was a normal day, which was like, that was pretty weird to me.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: So I like, I love how inclusive everyone is in architecture. And then um i love that there's so much you can do with this degree like when i came into architecture i took architecture classes in high school and i was like i came in like with knowledge already and then as i was doing it i'm like do i want to do this for the rest of my life because like i went to um what's it called i went to a firm and i was like they're doing what i'm doing except less model making and uh, like I do want to do architecture I just don't think I want to do it right when I get out of college I want to like explore different paths like animation fashion design stuff like that because there's so much you can do with a design degree and it's just like there's so much you can do and all the connections that I'm making now like so many people don't want to do architecture now which is <laughs> like it's kind of weird like a bunch of architecture majors like they're in their third year, and it's like it's like do you see yourself being an architect? And some people are like, oh yeah, for sure. Like, you know which ones are gonna be architects. And then there's other people that are like, maybe, eventually, (laughs) we'll see. But (laughs) I think that like having this um, way of like thinking and learning is really like important and has been very beneficial in like my college career. And it's also very, like, inspirational, again, with no moss and, like, um, mentoring and stuff like that, because my mentee, she's also a queer person of color, so we have that in common. And we like socks. We love socks. <laughs> it's great. But, um so, like, that's something, like, she asks me questions all the time, and I feel like I'm a big help to her, which is really n- nice to feel. And then um my professor, we call him Pro, but his name is Jermaine. Um, he's the one I told you about like the person of color professor and like he emailed me he's like hey can you talk to this student about why you love architecture and why you love design and stuff and I'm like of course I'll do that like I want more people to be involved with this because like we we need more people involved with this Mm
3: -hmm. yeah definitely agree Um... yeah I mean this is like what I was saying too about like you know, with a lot of the people, I mean, like, of course, I'm going to go cliche about this too, which I mean, that's, it's still like, of course, you can't go wrong with the people that are around you in your major. But, like when I was like, this is kind of going back to like your point, Chelsea, about how there's like different aspects in your major that you're just like, okay, maybe, and you realize that maybe not a lot of people are going to go into coding. And that's what I said about like, you know, there's other opportunities within, um. CS and software engineering that are, like, still within the tech- the technical realm, but it's not, like, you know, you're going to be coding and being in a, like, basement in-, in a hood, like, hood in the corner, basically, for the rest of your life kind of thing, but there's a lot of things that you can actually do that are more, like, customer-facing, and more, like, oh, I actually want to work with people and stuff like that, because the friends that I made while going to Cal Poly, like, I have a ton of friends who, have like, who you out to them, like, are, like, killing it in the tech realm like i know one of my friends is a product manager at microsoft and she was actually one of my first few friends like being here at cal poly and like you know we always talk about like oh yeah these um different opportunities within our major like what's it like being a pm at like a huge like tech company or being a solutions developer and i mean like my i mean for me like definitely i was like okay i want to give coding being on the coding team for a chance, like for the first few years, and maybe like go explore other things within like UI UX design or maybe like product management, which like, um, I know with product management, it's, per, it's also customer facing and you have definitely have to talk a lot. Um, so I'm like still a little bit like, eh, I don't know if I wanna do this yet. Cause after doing consulting for like three months, I was like, eh, um, I, I'm shy in front of people. <laughs> so it's really just like your first, for you years being out of college and especially the, the years that you're in a college too, it's like the opportunity for you to check out like things within your major, with the op- opportunities that are around it, like going into different internships or even networking with um, within your friend group or maybe with like people outside of like, who maybe maybe graduated at Cap Poly and like are going or like working at like a big, um, big company. It's like having those like um, perspectives from everyone because you're not really going to, like, you're not going to be super excited beyond like after you're looking at some, like, drop job description. Like, oh, yeah, like, this seems like a cool job. I'm going to go apply to it. But, like, you know, it's, like, with jobs and stuff, it's definitely, like, a two-way streak like they are with um, interviews. And so, like, you know, being able to network with someone and get, like, a real, like, perspective beyond the job application is, like, definitely really a really huge thing when you're, like, checking out different realms and stuff.
1: Yeah I really like what both of you said that there's so many like opportunities that people don't think is associated with like everyone's majors it's I think that's really awesome because a lot of people think like you can only go one path or only go one way with a specific like field of study or major but really there's so many things that you can do and so many opportunities that you can take advantage of. You just have to do what you love I think like when you're like studying your major just do what you love. If you don't like it, change it because there are going to be like pathways that you can take through different areas As because as long as you love what you're doing, I think that's the most important part because your like future will like, your future doesn't have to correlate with your major. You should just do like what you love right now. Mm-hmm. I really resonate
0: with what Chelsea said about like mentorship and like being a mentor, um, and also like just loving the people in your major. Because I have a lot of people in my major and like D men in general that I just really love and I really look up to. Like for instance, my mentor. Their name is Alexander. Hello, Alex. <laughs> if you're if you're listening, hello, Alex <laughs> Alex Silva whoa whoa but I learned so much from Alex and like have just been getting a lot of advice from them and just like really growing as a person with my major and so I was really eager to become a mentor just so that I could possibly provide like that same amount of like help to another individual that's kind of in in my same path or like going through the same things I went through so I have a mentee now that I absolutely love her name is Danny. Shout out to Danny. Uh, so many shout outs today, y'all. Danny first year, to, to right? Today.
3: From AG Yeah. I know her. I know her. I've noticed since
0: she yeah. was little. Oh really? Yeah. Oh my gosh. I'm gonna make her listen to this. <laughs> Danny, we're calling you out right now. <laughs> um, but yeah, like uh she's a lot of fun and like we have a lot of fun conversations not only about our major but just about life because we have a a lot of really similar life experiences like being the oldest sibling being like a a woman in in STEM and just like all the classes we're taking we took the same classes so we're just like going through those motions like she's she's asked for advice and I'm like I got you like these classes are hard but you got it just trying to be a motivator um but I feel like that's something that I find really fulfilling as a student at the moment, as like a B-Med student. Like, yeah, before kind of finding my place in B-Med, I just went into it because, you know, like oldest daughter, first gen college, like what am I going to do? Like it has to, in my brain, it was like, it has to be in STEM. Like it has to be in STEM just because that's something that I, equated to success growing up because that was something that was very pushed upon me. So I was like, okay, if I have to choose between a doctor and engineer, why don't I just do both?
3: <laughs>
0: <laughs> my brain <laughs> shrivels. But but yeah, and then I got into it and I was like, I don't know if this is for me. Like I want to switch my major really bad, but I don't know what. Um I don't know. It was just it's been a wild ride. But I guess another thing that really kind of helps me stay is just like the amount of opportunity like what y'all were saying like even if I stay in this field or in this major there's a lot of different ways that I can go about it in the future like something that I really want to focus on is like making uh, devices that could help people that's another really important reason why I got into BMed, apart from you know <laughs> that other stuff <laughs> um, but yeah just like finding solutions that can help folks like in any capability in any way or shape or form. So that's kind of like another thing that kind of keeps me going and something that I personally really love about the opportunities that BMed provides. Um, And like with what you were saying Chelsea about like um, the people, like the professors in my respective engineering classes are getting better at kind of addressing um current events and whatnot so like and the college of engineering isn't necessarily the most well known for being very vocal about those things but um uh, after the whole thing with the capital like my our professors were like some of our professors were very vocal and it was really interesting just to see like oh like apart from uh you know, being very engineering focused, which, uh, engineering focused and very, like, not focused on other things, which the college of engineering is kind of n- t- notorious for. They're really, like, trying to improve upon, I guess, reaching out to students, making sure they're okay, despite the heavy, 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 heavy course load. Whoa. Whoa. <laughs> load. <the crowd. laughs> Honestly. Despite the workload, they're still checking up on us in some way, shape, or form and addressing things. My professor said the funniest thing. um, I don't know if it's the best thing to say on a podcast, but I resonated with it so hard. I laughed. Uh, A lot of the people of color in my class were, like, snapping, like, just going off about what this professor said. And, you know, if it were child friendly I would have been like yeah but you know I'm gonna keep it in my brain self at the moment uh, just to remember it fondly because I had a fun time uh, with that comment but yeah uh, there's just a lot of people that have kind of like helped shape why I really love this major in a sense and also like just my background has kind of like allowed me to continue to, like, move forward with everything, like, despite all the hardships, um, just so I can, like, you know, provide for the future and stuff like that, just kind of having that mindset on, uh, but, yeah.
3: Perse- provide your perspective on everything and all that. Yeah. 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 That's funny, because, like, when I was still a B-med, um, when I was still trying to go for a B-med degree, um, and CC actually was in the same re- realm, too, because my dad was an engineer, and my mom was a nurse, so, like, combining both their, um, professions together was, like, the reason why I chose pre-med, and then, like, and I know this, this is the most, like, cliche Filipino family kind of, like, perspective. <laughs> you relate, you relate, okay, but, like, I relate. but when I was, um, but while I was still at B-Med, so another goal I also had was just, like, maybe eventually going into, like, med school or going into PA school after that. Because, I mean, like, like we all mentioned, like, during these last couple minutes about, like, you know, there's a lot of areas that you can go to, not just stick to one area. Um, and then the summer I did, I the one summer I did a, like, shadowing internship where I got to shadow, like, a lot of medical like doctors and a lot of surgeons and stuff like that and that totally changed my perspective to being in med like medicine. And that's why I switched into like full on it full on C S <laughs>
0: <laughs> Oh my gosh, my brain out there. You said your my mom is also a nurse and my dad studied engineering. Oh. So that was he studied engineering for a bit. Um but yeah <laughs> My brain exploded. Sorry.
1: (laughs) Okay, any last calls for this question before we move on to the next one? Okay, Okay. sorry. This is off topic, but my dog is being really cute, and I need to show you.
0: Oh Oh my god! I love him hello
3: hi baby oh my gosh yeah isn't
0: he Ritual? cute Pet.
1: sorry I'm having a field day he's so cute he's so cute hi isn't baby it... aw he's but just older him too how old yeah oh, oh, so he's yeah he's puppy. still a puppy I know he still does puppy things like the, oh. you know the teething yeah
0: um
1: he's a mutt he's like um uh they said he's a manchester terrier and a beagle mix yeah anyway sorry he was just really cute so i have to show him (laughs)
3: oh
0: that's okay i love doggos i
3: always take a break for the dogs
0: dogs. (laughs) honestly that's the only only (laughs) time i will ever take a break (laughs) um all right uh so oh yeah last question um what advice would you give to someone who wants to pursue a career in your respective fields uh so yeah what advice would you give to them or like what I guess what experiences would you like you know tell them to look out for or like, yeah, just anything along the lines of that, uh, what to expect in your respective field, stuff like that.
3: I think the most obvious would be networking. Like it's the most cliche, but of course, like the best way you could honestly learn more about opportunities and learn about like everyone's perspective and their like major or in like their um in wherever they're working at. um and it's also like and also like never being afraid to ask for help or any asking like any questions and stuff like that like I have asked like a lot of questions that I thought were dumb but of course like you know people like folks will definitely reassure you that like oh it's not a dumb question you're really here to learn and like being able to be here to learn I mean like six months I mean more than six months after being out of Cal Poly and this is another like cliche thing but the whole learn by doing still like resonates to me to this day and I mean it's like what literally Cal Poly like goes on for days but it still it still goes on when you're in industry because like um you're not going to be able to succeed in your position especially a full-time position unless you ask like a lot of questions Well, like oh how does this work or maybe like how do you do this part or is this like it is this how you work things around in your team and stuff like that? Um, so being able to, like, so the best advice for that is just, like, you know, being able to be a lot more, like, confident in breaking that barrier of, like, okay, a question, like, there is no such thing as some questions, and I'm here for a reason. And people, and also you just never, you never get to realize this, but there's a lot of people that actually will support you longer your journey in STEM. Like, I've had like especially for being a woman of color it's like oh, okay like I felt like every single time I went into was like, like a, a professor's office hour or going over to a study room I felt like oh my gosh this is like overwhelming feeling that like oh I'm not I feel like if I ask this question I'm not they're gonna like think of me differently but being in college like everyone's there to support you I mean like whenever when I was still a student at Cal Poly like I had a lot of support from the professors, both like as you know, like talking about like all these topics, like in current events, to like things in the class that I was totally not like confident about. Um, and the more you get to do it, you just have to make it a like a like a habit basically to go to a person to like a prof- professor's office hour. I did that pretty much like three times a week with the same professor, and I was taking one class. Um, and you just get to be you get to feel a more confident because you get to feel like more comfortable being around professors and not only just one but like you know being able to talk about other things like you know like being able going to like a uh, professor's office hour to ask like general questions can also turn into like maybe doing your senior project with them because you've both found like this different like similar interests and stuff like that so all in all just like a lot of networking just being able to have a lot of people to support you is like one huge advice also one thing too is like Attending conferences, listening to talks related to this, and, like, even joining groups that, like, have that same mission to rectify the gender gap in STEM. Um, Because that will, like, show you, that will also reassure you that, like, there are people, there are more, like, women. uh, You never get to realize how many more women there are in, like, CS or any kind of, like, STEM field until you actually, like, be able to go into those groups.
2: Yeah, I agree with asking as many questions as possible, like especially in like um, for architecture support classes, like math and physics and everything, go to office hours as much as you can because your professors will love you and like you'll learn so much from like one-on-one advice. And then also like study groups help so much. And then like regarding just architecture, um, when you sign up for architecture you don't realize this but you sign up for like philosophy but architecture philosophy so like how um how someone feels in your building like my project this quarter um for the next two quarters we're doing a homeless shelter like permanent housing and my focus group that i chose is lgbtq youth and like I've never been homeless. I've never experienced homelessness or like discrimination against my sexuality, like just in my experience. So I just have to like create characters who have been through that type of thing and then like ask a bunch of questions to people who have felt like discrimination towards that and like read a bunch of articles about that and everything. So I say like do your research when you're getting your first like project brief and everything. Because that has a big effect on how your project is perceived and like just um, how well you're going to like develop at professionally. Because I feel like if you can design with empathy, you have like one step ahead over like everyone when you apply for internships and everything like that.
0: Mm-hmm maybe <clears throat> and a piece of advice that I give to someone who wants to pursue a career in my respective field is to just go into it with an open mind. Uh, a lot of people, well, from my personal experience, I went into B-Med, like, very set on one thing. Like, I want to do this. That's all I want to do. And then as I got really into the major, like more in depth with all my classes and whatnot, I found, you know, different parts of BIMA that I really felt passionate about or things that I really wanted to work on. So just going into it with an open mind. Um, And also kind of like what Sata said in the beginning, just like really, if you can like advocate for yourself um, because what, because Just, you know, just make the most out of your experiences within your major just so you have, like, the highest opportunity to learn as much as you possibly can. can, um, Everything that's really applicable um, in the real, quote-unquote, real world (laughs) or everything that's applicable in your field that you could bring Mm -hmm. to, like, internships or you could bring to interviews. You could show off, like, your portfolio and stuff like that and just um, have the skills that allow you to be, the best person in your field as possible (laughs) insert field here (laughs) just to be the the best you you can be Ooh, (laughs) whoa whoa Um, but yeah just like really building off of your experiences really advocating for yourself that's definitely something I'm still trying to implement into my life at the moment especially with all these uh, harder classes but you know we're getting there it's a journey that we're all on but I feel like you know we'll overcome mm-hmm. one day <laughs> I'll overcome one day <laughs> I'll be like hey don't make me do the spreadsheet make me do the model or something <laughs> um or not make me but I'll do the model I'm not gonna make me I'm not gonna make you make me do anything excuse me <laughs> um, but yeah that's that's just my advice for folks who who are interested.
1: Yeah, I think one advice I give is like, like if you're not set on a field of study, definitely to explore different things. And then once you like figure out what you want to do, that there's no like strict pathway that you have to take. Like as everyone said here, like in your major or in your field of study, there's so many different things that can like be your outcome so don't like keep an open mind that like what how many things you can do and like try different internships try like different enterprises like if you're not there's so many also like in every field of study there's so many specifics that you can like take on if you're like only interested in one thing you're like welcome to research and welcome to do all everything that you can to be in that specific part in your general field of study So I say, like, try new things and, like, definitely keep an open mind to, like, what could be. If you're, like, focused on, like, your future job, then, yeah, that's awesome. That's good for you. But if people that are unsure, just take it wherever you want. Like Chelsea said about how she wants to, she loves architecture, but maybe she'll do it later on. Yeah, when I went into my field of study in, like, history and political science, I was like, I want to be a lawyer, and then I'm like, no, that is too much school for me, that is that is a lot, I'm not <laughs> doing that, and so now I'm just like, what can I do, like, what should I do, there's so many opportunities, like, why not try a whole bunch of things, so I think just, yeah, have fun with it, you're, you're I mean, hopefully... You only go to college once. I mean, in my case, I don't want to go to college again. But yeah, so just do everything that you love and try out. Yeah, I remember first year, you
2: were like, I'm going to be a <laughs> lobbyist and do all this stuff. And I'm like, you go, Bella.
1: You do that. <laughs> I don't think I can. Oh. I Call. <laughs> I'm done after this. Maybe like in the future, but you know Uh -uh. Mm uh-uh yeah
2: at some point like I think like how you said Camille how you were like thinking of switching your majors like I was thinking of possibly transferring like my second year because I was like I was like I'm really into fashion design I want to try out fashion design and then I was like looking at like fashion schools and I'm like like, this is basically what I'm doing, except it's just clothes. And I'm just doing buildings right now. And I'm like, I'm just going to stay here, finish it out, and then mm-hmm. we'll see what happens.
0: I feel like that's a motto. We'll see what happens. Mm-hmm. Oh, God.
3: Yep.
0: <laughs> that's what
2: it's I like we say this thing. now
3: that, like, <laughs> it's like we say this now, like, okay, I'm done with school after Cal Poly <laughs> then, like, three years later, I'm in grad school now. <laughs> I miss education. What's
0: better, um, real life or education? <laughs> That's true. <laughs> yeah.
3: Pros and cons for both sides.
1: <laughs> yeah. Right now, just focus on education and then we'll figure, we'll figure it out. The rest out later you know Mm -hmm.
0: yeah Uh,
2: do your profs like when you start a new class or like like a major specific class do uh, do they ask like (laughs) do you want to do this in the future because my profs have always asked like do you want to be an architect and then like first year was like yeah we want to be architects and then like as we keep going it's like (laughs) maybe it's like there are so many more opportunities because I feel like during like first year second year and everything you just start looking up different things you can do with your degree because one like you don't some people don't want to transfer because like Mm -hmm. effort it takes a lot of work but then like so it's just like how do i apply this in something that i actually want to do yeah
1: (laughs) (laughs) I like how we were all like we this is it and then no We'll figure it out. It'll happen (laughs) at one point. (laughs) Anyways. Any last calls for any of the questions or anything you want to add? Then we'll wrap it up. Thank you everyone for speaking and thank you for joining us and thank you for taking out your time out of your day to do this. And I think it's really helpful for everyone that listens and to see what could be in anything that they can relate to or resonate with that we talk about. So to wrap it up, is there anything that y'all want to plug or shout out or add in like for any listeners or if you just want to like at your Instagram, (laughs) this is your time. This is your space to do that. (laughs)
2: Follow me at Wizzle on it, on IG. <laughs> Follow me at Chelsea Cram on Instagram. Join Cal Poly Architecture if Oh, you <laughs> Hit me oh on
0: yeah, LinkedIn. LinkedIn. <laughs> Important. Yeah. <laughs> we need to make a LinkedIn
3: thing.
1: A <laughs> <development>. <laughs> uh Yeah. Whatever whatever else you wanna add, if you wanna plug any groups at Cal Poly or et cetera. Or teachers that you really teachers like. that I really
0: like. That's a list. Um but follow at Cal Poly MCC obviously. Um and yeah. Oh, and also watch out for the a weekly newsletter that we send y'all about um our programming if you're not on that email list yet, just message Cal Poly MCC uh on Insta.
1: And yes, yes. Follow the Cal Poly Gender Equity Center Instagram. We'll be posting updates about the mm-hmm. podcast and everything. And um I'm just gonna shout out Janelle Navarro. I don't I don't think she's <laughs> listening, but she's like my favorite teacher. Oh, so. I don't think she does, but I Let's love her. Let's shout out all our favorite teachers.
0: I'll go next. <laughs> um, at Professor Gracie. <laughs> <laughs> she knows she's my favorite. <laughs> um, but yes, shout out. You're the best. I can't think of about... her. Jeez. What... Oh. <laughs> I forgot to do six months ago and I forgot all my professors.
3: Oh my god. Aww. Uh... Dr. Zoe Wood, you were amazing. You were amazing faculty advisor when I was at WISH. So yeah, shout out to Tia.
0: Shout
2: out to Stacey White and Armaine Washington. And Andrew Gillen, great yeah. professors. Oh,
0: this love that. This is fun. Oh, also, this is called Professor Yeh is in my major. <laughs> so someone from my major, shout out to Dr. Michael Witt. Dr. Witt is lit. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
1: I'm gonna, I'm gonna. Oh my also... god! Stop! Uh-huh. I'm so gonna also funny. shout out Mario Espinoza. I love him. I think he's so sweet, and he's a really awesome teacher. Okay, all of my teachers that I really love are from ethnic studies. Understandable, so, <laughs> <laughs> so understandable. Yeah. I'm like trying to think of like other teachers. I wish
3: I took more yeah. ethnic studies. I'm classes. trying to think of
1: other teachers in other classes. And I'm like. <laughs> uh yeah maybe not (laughs) honestly I'm still thinking about picking up that minor
0: but we'll see well that's it for today y'all keep an eye out for our next theme topic and guest reveal on our respective instagrams first at cal poly mcc and then at cp gender equity all right y'all thank you so much for tuning in and remember if you can't talk to tech, then you can't walk the walk see you next time